0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good afternoon everyone, Shom Aleichem, Abam. We're continuing in the Sefer of the Chafetz Chaim, the Sefer Tzipisa Yeshua, where the Chafetz Chaim is outlining for us the two categories of people that will be in the end of days, and how both of them contribute to the coming of Mashiach. How do we reconcile the simonim found in Parshas Nitzavim, that we're going to do tshuva, with the simonim found in the Gemara and Saitan and Sanhedrin, about the very low Drega of the Kaleis on the end of days, and the Chavetz Chaim says they're both true. That those Jews who remain steadfast to the Torah, despite the mockery and the scorn of the other Jews, and despite the... Lack of observance of the rest of Kla Yisrael, Sorry, I can't hear you. That will be. Can't hear your boy. That will be uh, on a very. Uh, that will be uh, a situation where um, that will definitely bring the Mashiach much closer. Now, you're able to hear. Yeah, so um, the Chavetz Chaim go, uh, yesterday described. That those Jews, who in order to ensure that their children remain true to the Torah, accept upon themselves a life of poverty, and they don't travel to, uh, to communities away from where the yeshivas are, and they give up of their livelihood and their ability to earn a living in order to uh, allow their children to go to yeshivas, says the Chavetz Chaim, in his eyes... This is this we could say, not only in his eyes. He says, "Bevada Nucha shavza tshuva nefesh." That is considered complete tshuva. That was the principle um, that we learned yesterday. That sacrifice for the Jewish education of one's children is uh, considered complete teshuva. Let's let's proceed in the. Tzibisal says, in Yisua, the Chalhena, Habanim, Hasridim, Ashar Hashem Korei." Likewise, the children, the princes, that Hashem calls upon, meaning the the small minority of the youth that call out to Hashem, Ashar Hashem Korei, that call out to Hashem, Hasamim Leilois Kayomim Altoiras Hashem. That they dedicate night and day to the Torah. And they literally blacken their faces in the uh, deprivation of their of their food. Only to cling to the Torah, to mitzvot. That is their only yearning and desire. By the way, how can we not help but think? You know, many people ask, you know, what is this phenomenon today? There's so many uh, people who are sitting and learning. We never had this in our history. You know, it used to be in Europe, so they would have a, a few iluyim, who would be brilliant students, were groomed to be future tamaychamim and gadoilim. But the vast majority went to work. What is this phenomenon that we're seeing today of wholesale learning of the youth? And how could you not help by reading the words of the Chafetz Chaim where he talks about the wholesale um, forsaking of Judaism of the youth in the pre-war times. Maybe the way the Rav Shalom has the Hashkacha, El that somehow that a tikkun for what took place before the war, maybe a tikkun for what took place in the times of the Chafetz Chaim. So the wholesale defecting from the, the world of Torah and mitzvahs. So now we have a tikkun, now the youth is almost um, al-piroiv, that is the general derech today of uh, the, uh, the youth of Khalisra. Yisrael. Perhaps somehow this is a tikkun for previous generations. But be it as it may, says the Chavetz Chaim, the youth, the youth, that despite deprivation, at a time that they find many interferers and many people who mock them, they strengthen themselves to stand on their guard. The holy watch, the in the learning of Torah va'Avoda, and these select few, to them, whatever it says in the Chumash. And the words of the HaKol Kadosh Etzlam, it's all sancti- sanctified to them, it's all holy to them, HaLoi Madre Oila Such people rise to a very high level at such a time. So at a time when the majority scorns, mocks, looks down upon, those Jews who remain steadfast to the Torah, those who do remain steadfast, their Madre Rises very high. Now look what he says: And similarly, the children, the youth of Klal Yisrael, Asher Hazman who experienced the difficulty of the time of Vesoich Mitzukasam, and in their travails Lishmar Das Hashem, they strengthen themselves to preserve the religion of Yichalto with all their ability. and they act. Upon themselves, they work upon themselves. Tsar <laughs> to live with bread of deprivation, umayim lachatz and oppressed water. <laughs> the times are, says the Chafetz Chaim, that the only way to avoid eating tarfus is basically to curtail one's eating to bread and water. And these youth are starving. They're famished. They're dehydrated. Not for a day, and not for two days. For years and years of And at a time that their souls are starving, utsmei and thirsting, and tired. They don't do this for a day or two. For days and years. We know in the in the early 20th century, in the times of World War One, the poverty was overwhelming. The deprivation was all consuming the Anyam Umarudam, and in all their poverty and affliction, La they do not rebel. Oid their soul melts within them. because of their in their mind, in their self perceived view, they are lacking in Torah knowledge. Uv'mitzvah Hashem. Asher ein that they don't have the wherewithal to perform properly because of lack of resources. Ha'ein l'ashem b'chol nefesh. To observe Torah at a time of such distress and deprivation, is that not considered complete Shuva? You know, we read this and we sort of wonder, what does this have to do with 2023. Because this is not the reality today. The reality is there's a very strong and eminent young movement of B'nai Torah that we never had before in our history. Never before in our history did we have tens of thousands of Avreichim and B'nai Torah dedicated to Lima Torah Yom HaValailah. The only thing is, the conditions that the Chavetz Chaim describes in, in uh, complete honesty are not the conditions today maybe in Eretz Yisrael you have some bachrim who they're experiencing poverty but the overwhelming majority of B'nai Torah today they're eating frosted flakes for breakfast or fruity pebbles and they're going to the pizza store and they have kol matamim for every suda during the day and they are not living a life of deprivation. In even B'nai Torah, let's say, Ko'il O'yongalait, <laughs> who are subsisting on a modest salary, they are still living in relative comfort compared to the conditions the Chavetz Chaim speaks about. So then what? Does this whole argument become obsolete? Because nowadays we live in a, a land, in a country of great bounty and resource and comfort. And convenience. And I would humbly maintain that the argument of the Chavetz Chaim is as strong as ever. Because in our times, we have our own challenges. And all the Svarim teach us that the challenge of Ashirus and Taiva is a harder challenge than the challenge of Anios. And even though nobody says that, nobody would, when I say nobody would say that, We think, no, you know, I'll take the challenge of wealth any day. But all the Sifre Yisrael are unanimous that the challenge of wealth is a much greater challenge. And the Taiva that a Torah has to give up is nothing short than an akeda today. And this is not, don't take my word for it, Rav Gamliel Gamliel Rubinovich writes in his forum that what we ask a young man to do today, to give up the Hanois of the street. And the Hanois that are available are a lot more grandiose than what was available in Raden and in Warsaw and in Budapest in the year 1920 and 1930. It's giving up a lot. And it's very glamorous. And it's very alluring. And it's very drawing. And it's very enticing. And what we ask a young man to do when his pa- at, a, at an age that his passions are flaring... We ask him to sit al of al la that's nothing short of an yitzchak, and you could possibly make the case because maybe at first glance it would sound far-fetched that a challenge of, of young uh, Jewish people today is more challenging than in 1920. But it might sound like that to you because you never really paid attention and learnt. What the Svarim tell us. When I say Svarim, it's, I use the terminology because this is literally found in dozens and dozens of sources. The challenge of Ashiros, when I say Ashiros, it, it doesn't just mean money. The challenge of bounty, of Ma Yase HaBen Shlo Yechta, is a much greater challenge than the challenge of anias. I'll give you one example. Our in his is is Ben Levi writes, that for um he brings that by speaking Lashon hara then you could have saras on a bias and you might like rashi brings you'll find a treasure in the house and you'll become wealthy and he explains that when a person before a person had money and they passed the challenge of poverty so then they're ready for a greater challenge the challenge of wealth and in that case Every argument the Chavetz Haye makes in terms of the difficulty of, for those who remain steadfast to Torah. Because again, the reality is B'nai Torah are not deprived and B'nai Torah are not mocked in 2023. Maybe from the outside world, maybe from the secular world, but it's not something that a Ben Torah lives with on a practical level. Sure it was in the beginning of the 20th century. You, a Ben Torah would walk out in the street he would feel scorned, embarrassed, shamed. He would feel like a shlamazel. Not so today. But even so, today, giving up, is a greater challenge even than what the Chavetz Chaim is talking about. And by the way, if I may add, this is one of the reasons... That we uh, maintain, why it is more likely for Mashiach to come in our time than in earlier generations? If I may, uh, the Arizal would always tell Rabchaim Chaim Vital. This is brought in the Sharh of how lofty his neshama is, how great his soul is. And Reb Chaim Vital says, "What do you mean? I don't even come close to those of the lowest in the earlier generations." And the Arizal says, "God does not judge a person based on their level." but in the context of the generation that they live in. Says the Ari, in earlier generations, the Kaya was at bay. But says the Ari, in our times, the Koyach is out of control. Therefore, says the Ari, in the eyes of Hashem, you are much, much greater than earlier generations. And therefore, we could say, that if in the 16th century, in Svas, the Arizal said, That the koychas hatum are out of control. What would the arizal say if he walked through the streets of Manhattan today? What would he say about the koychas hatum? He couldn't. He wouldn't even be able to imagine such a thing. If the forces of impurity were out of control and svas in Eretz Yisrael, would any have bread to eat? Imagine what the Yetzirah is like today. And if in such a generation, if Rab Chaim Vital, because the the Kagzatam were out of control, was greater than in earlier generations, then a Ben Torah today, in the eyes of Shamayim, might be more valuable than Amoiraim, Tanoim, and Neviim. Rabbi Ruchim Levavitz writes, and he says, we don't like to talk about this too much. Because we don't want people to feel arrogant. He writes this in the Sefer, Das on Parsha Shlach. He says it could be, you could have a young man studying the words of a Rishayin. And the young man could is breaking his teeth to understand what the Rishayin is saying. But because of the difficulty of the times he's living in, in Shamayim he is more valued even... Than the, than the Rishon who wrote those words. The, Chaim, um, the Rabbi Yeruchim says, we don't like to talk about this too much. But that's the truth. We have no idea what one single mitzvah in our generation is worth. We're going to elaborate uh, upon this tomorrow with the mashal of Rabbi Vali Yosef. I wish everyone a wonderful day.